Hello and welcome to the podcast, Life in Balance. My name is Gobika and I'm a volunteer with Balance for Blind Adults. This podcast is all about the things that make life enjoyable, make life easier, and make life fun. In each episode, we will talk about a different topic, whether it's how to cook, going to school, or working, gardening, or making music, and much more. We'll talk about some tips and tricks, as well as how to adapt these different activities to accommodate vision loss. We will be talking to Sunila today, who has found creative ways both to adapt her active life to vision loss, but also even more creative ways to keep going during COVID-19 pandemic. Let's take a listen to our interview with Sunila. I'm originally from Fiji Islands. I came to Canada in 1987 and I used to work in a bank back home. I overcame a lot of barriers as an immigrant, as a visible minority, as a person with disability. I had really good faith in myself and faith in God that I would make it. Cooking became a real interest for me while I came to Canada and I took courses for safety and not to burn myself, you know, not to have accident in the kitchen. But I was really mesmerized with cooking right from back home. I started learning and then sooner or later, you know, I moved on my own uh, in an apartment and I had to tackle my cooking on my own and I make all kinds of dishes and I have fun with it. You play with spices, you play with your ingredients, and it's just like making a painting. So cooking is an art to make a dish, and that's how I look at it. But to tell you the fact, I never follow a recipe. Uh, you'll always find me doing some changes with the recipe to create my own. So that's how I do my cooking. I normally cook my Indian dishes and make my rotis from scratch. When I did that, I was taught by a person who is also blind and she's from India. And she walked me through on the phone and she showed me how to find these bubbles. Okay, there'll be bubbles and that's when you flip. I know most people won't take that challenge, but I'm pretty good with that. That's my biggest uh, achievement is how to roll rotis round and how to make them really well because even my mother and my brother said that I do much better work. What do you do to prepare for cooking a meal? First you know I have all my spices labeled with mm -hmm. braille and I have organized all my Indian spices together and the other spices together and I have space on the counter where my pots and pans are and I have braille on the stove and microwave and dishwasher. It's like a piece of cake now. It sounds like you're very organized. What happens when you run into error um, and things don't go as planned? Well, how do you manage that? If I don't have particular item, like I don't have fresh tomatoes, I always have this tomato paste. It's better to have that handy. What can you compensate with? If you don't have potatoes, you can compensate with carrots or sweet mm -hmm. potatoes if you have them. And if you don't have green onions, you can throw in regular onions. So being flexible and adaptable depending on what you have, wouldn't you say? Yes. Perfect. That's correct. Do you think cooking brings people in the community together? Yes, it does. 
A lot of people, when they do lose their sight, it's very difficult to adjust. Instead of like being a couch potato, wait, waiting for people to cook for them, to clean for them and this and that, it's better to move on, jump on the horse and start galloping. That's how I think life should be. What tips would you give to someone who loves food but is a little afraid of making mistakes in the kitchen? Always buy pots and pans with handle that doesn't have heat. It's safer to use that and always buy wooden stirring stuff. It's better so you don't have scratches and stuff. And remember, don't fill the pot up. You must have at least two-thirds of the pot full when you're cooking. So if there is overflow, you won't have a lot of spillage on your stove. When you are putting the lid on, I know some lids have this stuff where the steam comes out, but what I do is I tilt my lid a little bit so the steam is coming out faster. That was Sunila talking about how she approaches cooking with vision loss. Next, let's hear from Ramya about her own cooking strategies. I'm in the kitchen a lot, mostly because I love eating food, but then that <laughs> ends up being kind of, you know, money consuming. So I cook a lot as well, cook and started to bake and things like that. Um, but without technology, it would be really difficult to do some of the things that we want to do, right? And we, we can talk about lo-fi technology as well, like measuring cups and scales and the refrigerator and stuff like that. But also things like the instant pot, which a lot of people in the blind low vision community are drawn to uh, lately. The instant pot where you can make all kinds of one pot meals. There's versions where you can connect to your smart devices, potentially your uh, Amazon Echo or Google Home. But even without doing that, it's just easy because you can click a few buttons, put in a few settings and have your chili or your soup or your uh, rice and fish bowls, whatever it is that you want, all in one giant batch cooked uh, situation. So that's what I like using. I like using the technology to make it a little bit easier to do things like that. And then even regular things in the kitchen, like your stove and your um, oven, your microwave, toaster oven, the stuff that you would use generally, I like hooking that stuff up with low vision and blind accessibility. So bump dots are the easiest way to do that for me in especially when there's a bunch of different buttons and you can never remember the order of, you know, which is the meat button versus the uh, rice cooking option. So I put bump dots on all these different things, favorites, like this is a button I use all the time. I'm going to put a bump dot on it. I put a bump dot on the five on the microwave because just like the phone pad, but now my, my five has a bump on it, which makes it easier for me to navigate around that. Because everything I find these days, you've got to push in, right? There's no tactile feel for buttons anymore. I'm finding more and more of this, this kind of button situation. So I find it easier to have bump dots on things that I use just so that I can find it and deal with it easier. My Instant Pot wannabe, it's not the Instant Pot, but it's called the Power Pressure Cooker Excel. And this has a lot of beeping. Every time you click something, it'll beep, which is helpful because you know you've clicked it, right? But sometimes it's not that helpful because you don't know why it's beeping. You're not sure what it is um, that audio feedback is trying to signal. So in those cases, I do like to go for sighted assistance or, in other words, use technology for sighted assistance like FaceTiming a brother or Ira, which is also an amazing service uh, where you can call an agent, a trained agent on the other end of the 
uh, call and they'll describe to you the things that you want to be seen just by using the camera on your phone. Ramya and Sunala gave a lot of great strategies in this episode of Life in Balance. They talked about using technology to make cooking accessible, preparation in terms of kitchen setup and getting the ingredients you need for your dish, and being adaptable to make cooking fun and safe. That's it for this episode, and stay tuned for next time. Disclaimer, the content of this episode is not a substitute for medical or professional advice. It is not occupational therapy, nor is it a substitute for occupational therapy services. If you're interested in learning more about how to apply some of the strategies discussed here, please ensure you consult with an occupational therapist or other professionals beforehand. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you have a great rest of the day.